the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. It is the second hour of Pure Opelka live from Freedom Fest 10 in Las Vegas, Nevada, where it is 102 degrees outside, and uh, they're telling us that this is cool for this time of year. I, I'm seriously watching the news last night before I'm going to bed, and the weatherman's going, yeah, well, 96 at night, you got to realize that this is cool. You know, we'll be back in 114, 112 degree temperature tomorrow. Are you kidding me? Where did I land? Am I on the sun? That's kind of what it feels like. But we're having uh, we're having a great a great convention so far, talking about freedom and liberty. And the interesting thing is there are different different people here, different minds, but there are also some great conservatives here. Representative Thomas Massey from Kentucky, from the fourth district, was walking by and we tripped him and <laughs> said, uh, "You can't leave until we get a few more." minutes of time with you. Uh, you and Mike Lee are going to be talking about criminal justice reform in about 20 minutes and uh, right across the hall. And I, I do believe that's an area where we can bring some of the uh, left into the discussion and teach some of their voters that, that there is compassion yeah, in the definitely, GOP. Definitely. I'm working with Bobby Scott, who's the chairman of the Congressional Black Caucus. He's a Democrat in the House on criminal justice reform. Uh, you know, I think it's uh, when you incarcerate people, uh, I tell conservatives that's socialism with restrained mobility yep. because you have signed up to pay for their food, their housing, their medical costs. If they need to be transported, the taxpayers paying for it. So, uh, you know, there's nothing conservative about locking up a huge percentage of your population. Well, I also think that any time uh, a person who's out paying their taxes and working for a living and has to give up their cable because they can't afford it because the way the economy is, one prisoner should lose cable yeah, at the please. same time. I think if we're going to talk fairness, uh, we, we need to have the forgotten men and women be taken care of first, and, and that's kind of, kind of where we are. I know your time is short because you actually have to prep for your, uh, your session. Uh, a couple of quick questions. Yeah. What's the dumbest thing Congress has done in the last year? Well, you know, I, I have to say, what have they done in the last week? Because they do so many dumb things in a year, I wouldn't know where to start. <laughs> it's but, only a three-hour show. <laughs> yeah. But last week, uh, Vicki Hartzler from Missouri offered a common-sense amendment that would ban taxpayer funding of sex changes in the military. Obama decided that if you're a soldier and you decide to be another sex, the, the taxpayer would pay for it. There was an amendment to reverse that, and it failed in the House of Representatives. <sighs> so... I don't think it's a libertarian position or a conservative position. I don't think it's a common sense position that the taxpayer should pay for your sex change. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I, uh, I'm a libertarian myself, and I believe in live and let live. Do what you want. In fact, I'm going to come out of the cloakroom here on your show, if you Wait, don't mind. Wait, what? You're yeah. coming out of the cloakroom? Yes, I'm coming out of the cloakroom. Oh, my God. And, uh, you know, I've been in denial and I've, with myself. Well, this is a safe space. Okay, thank you, because I need a safe space to announce that I am transpartisan. What? Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, it's not. Don't confuse this with bipartisan. We that love we, you, first of all. Now, Can we tell you we love you? Okay, thank you, because <laughs> I'm going to need some comfort in this all right. uh, and some support. Because everybody says I have to be either Republican or Democrat. 
but some days I just can't identify with either. So <laughs> I've decided I must be transpartisan, and I, I hope you'll still accept me for what I am. I do. I do. Okay. I, I accept you. And now it's not bipartisan because bipartisan means you love both both parties, right? Yeah. No, this is not bipartisanship. <laughs> this is transpartisanship. Well, I, I understand. This is, uh, you know him as Sassy Massey, or at least maybe you don't, but it's Thomas Massey, Representative Thomas Massey, who's just come out of the cloakroom, as he said, for being transpartisan. And I think you're the first. You're, I am. You're a trailblazer. Start a wave here. You're a trailblazer. All right, I've got two minutes left with you because... Yeah. Your your wonderful press person is pacing. Yes, I know, I know you have a meeting. To, you've got this is Freedom Fest, and you have me shackled. I to know. Your I'm booth. sorry. It's kind of a wonderful <laughs> irony, isn't it? Um, you and I were talking about uh, personalized license plates, and I got one uh, last year to promote free speech. After one, for my dad's saying of if we don't defend the First Amendment after the first, everything else falls to the wayside. Yeah. And you've got a personalized plate with the story that I yeah. want you to share. Well, the story needs a little setup. I drive a Tesla. Oh, I'm okay. so jealous. Now, I, and then people ask me, well, how do you drive a Tesla and get elected as a Republican? How can you live with yourself? Well, in Kentucky, you can get these custom plates yeah. that are all black, and they're, they say Friends of Coal on them. So okay. I put Friends of Coal license plates on my Tesla, which sort of causes steam to come out of some of the liberals' ears when they see the car go by with Friends of Coal plates on it, because it's completely consistent with where the energy comes from. Absolutely. And that, that kind of, you know, that irks them a little bit. But the best part is there's only five digits available on a Friends of Coal plate because, okay. you know, it says, you know, Friends of Coal, and that takes up a lot of space. The five digits that I chose are in. D, Fed, Indy Fed. Oh my God! And the Fed, yeah, on a Friends of Coal plate mounted on a Tesla, <laughs> belonging to a libertarian-leading Republican congressman. It's who's transpartisan. Yes, it's an I, enigma <laughs> wrapped up in an anathema, um. <laughs> and it's just purely wonderful. Representative, I, I so thank you for being here. I so thank you for fighting for freedom every step of the way and, and for, for being kind of a hope to all, all of us who thought there were just a bunch of old farts running around D.C. There's youth and vitality. <laughs> there's some young farts, yeah, too. There's some young farts. Thank God. Thank you so much. And uh, I wish I could run across the hall and attend your session. But, but they've got you shackled they've here. They've got me shackled yeah. at Freedom Fest. Thank, yeah, okay. thank you so much. Thank you, Mike, for having God me. Bless. See you. Take care. And there he goes. Uh, it is uh, Representative Thomas Massey, who was uh, absolutely just uh, wonderful to, to stop in and, and hang out with us for a while. Uh, there's so much going on here. We were, we were uh, kind of inundated by folks who came by during the break and saying, hey, are you guys on the radio? Well, that's what the sign says, the Blaze Radio Network behind me. But there is a, uh, there's an organization here that has an electric hydrogen car that wants to come by. I think if we can get them in today, we're going to talk about it. There's an electric hydrogen car that is being made in America, and it, it looks really cool. I posted a picture of it earlier online, and it says it, it has 600 miles between charges. So you can go 600 miles in this thing, and it is an exotic car. So hopefully, hopefully we'll get to that. There is also a, um, a group of people who are here promoting disruption. I know. 
I know that it, it seems bizarre that a conservative would be um, appreciating disruption. But truly, what happens here when we have disruption is that uh, innovation follows. And I think it's, uh, it's our expectation to see uh, as many of these disruptors, and they will be stopping by. I believe at the bottom of the hour we have a, a gentleman who's, whose entire mission is to um, teach libertarianism by using the Don Quixote story, the Cervantes story of Don Quixote. And I think, uh, I think we're going to see that later on in the show. So, so much to go on, going on today, and as well as the, um, the resignation of Sean Spicer. So much craziness happening uh, on the East Coast, and not too many people here talking about that because they're all interested in talking about freedom and liberty. And I'm happy to have them talk about it. So uh, we'll get into more of that. Uh, just around the corner, uh, I need to... I need to follow up the uh, Lana Del Rey story with um, another story that we touched on yesterday. And we will, um, we will share that with you after the break. This is Mike Opelka from Las Vegas on Pure Opelka. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Part of the next generation of talk radio on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. It's uh, kind of a free-for-all Friday in the purest sense of the phrase as we are uh, at Freedom Fest in Las Vegas. And I, I wish some of our, our friends uh, from the broadcast who, who live nearby were here because we are, we're, we're truly having a free-for-all. Dinesh D'Souza kicked off the show at the start of the uh, first hour, if you were here, and we had a great discussion with D- Dinesh. We had a great discussion with Dinesh, and uh, he told us about his new book, and uh, I'm hoping uh, you'll hear that. We're going to post it online. There is, there is a um, SoundCloud clip that will be going up, and uh, we met a libertarian who claims he's actually got a shot at running for governor in New York State. A democratic stronghold and uh, his name is Larry Sharp and Sharp is spelled with an E at the end uh, stay tuned for him more from Larry Sharp in the future I'm sure I really think that he could be the next big libertarian thing I realize that's a prediction also um, we just finished two really fascinating segments with representative Thomas Massey from Kentucky who is uh, about to begin a panel discussion across the hall about, well, about criminal justice and how the criminal justice system needs to be reformed. And I do think that when you look at what Rand Paul has done in the past with, um, with people like Cory Booker, a Democrat, and you look at now Rand Paul reaching across the aisle to Kamala Harris, who I'm not a fan of, and trying to do something in terms of criminal justice reform and sentencing reform, I think this can help us as conservatives reach across the aisle. And it can help us. Look, every time you see a picture with someone like Rand Paul and Cory Booker together and they're smiling and not attacking each other, 
that's going to help us broaden the tent. It doesn't diminish Rand Paul's conservatism at all. It only makes us a little better on the optics. And frankly, we haven't been as good on the optics as we should be. Uh, by the way, you want to join the conversation today, you can. You don't just have to show up in Las Vegas. You can dial in 888-900-3393, 888-900-3393. Lots of discussion now that uh, Sean Spicer is out about uh, the next step for this administration. There was also so much noise overnight about Donald Trump talking about pardons, Donald Trump talking about Robert Mueller. And one of Donald Trump's friends said something on Morning Joe today. One of Donald Trump's friends went on live television today and talked about this. I'm talking about Donnie Deutsch. I know some of you are going to call in and correct me and say that's pronounced douche. It's not. It's, it, it, that may be what he is, but it is pronounced Deutsch. Donnie Deutsch was talking about the president and what would happen if, in fact, Robert Mueller got a hold of Donald Trump's past financial history and business transaction history. I want to refer anybody to a spectacular article by Greg Unger in the New Republic called Trump's Laundromat, where it just lays out over the last 20 years the dirty Russian money coming in. Trump knows he cannot let it go that far. He cannot. His, he, he will be destroyed. He will end up possibly in jail. He will fire Mueller at some point. You can see it. He's teeing it up. And that's where this is going. Yeah. Make no mistake about it. And Donald Trump is not going to sit by, regardless of what the laws or what the repercussions are, and let this investigation go on its own terms in its current way. Donnie Deutsch predicting that if, if Donald Trump's business affairs, Donald Trump's taxes, Donald Trump's financial records are looked into by Robert Mueller, and this happens before Trump can fire Mueller, which Deutsch seems to think that's next, that it will destroy Trump and he could possibly end up in jail. I'm, I'm not sure if I completely 100% agree with that, but it's a fairly bold statement from a guy who has regularly said that he is, in the past he said it anyway, that he is a friend of Donald Trump's. When Trump was, was running for office and Morning Joe was giving cover to Donald Trump, Donnie Deutsch was a regular on that show talking about Trump. And as Trump became the candidate and there were things that were said that people said disqualified the president, there were quotes from Donald Trump that, that they were saying, no, he can't be the candidate. He needs to drop out now. Deutsch was out there saying that he didn't believe Donald Trump wanted the job, that he had talked to him personally as a friend. I, I don't know about you, but when I have a definition of a friend of mine, somebody who goes on national television and exposes private conversations, makes declarative statements about me, as, as Donnie Deutsch is doing about Donald Trump, I think you've stepped over the line in terms of what a friend is. That's not a friend. That's somebody who's out to raise their own brand. And that's what Donnie Deutsch does for a living. He's a, an advertising guy who is managing his own brand, attempting to build and increase his own brand. So um, I, I don't have a whole lot of respect for Donnie Deutsch. I'm just saying.
It's um, we're rapidly approaching the halfway point of the show, and we're going to talk to some disruptors after the break. But I wanted to uh, reiterate some of the reasons we're here. One of which is to um, to highlight and support freedom, and Freedom Fest is all about that. We have po- folks from Freedom Works are here. The uh, the the kids from uh, Turning Point USA are here, and I call them kids. They're college students. And they're out there with their big government sucks banners uh, running up and down the halls of the convention center. And uh, it's good to see libertarians, conservative Republicans all in the same room and talking to each other. And I I think it, it goes back to some of the stuff Reagan said way back in the day. And um, one of the things that Reagan talked about when he highlighted the difference between our American philosophy of freedom and socialism can be heard in the speech he gave when he was endorsing Barry Goldwater and Goldwater's run for the presidency in the early 60s. Here's just a little, a little snippet of that from Ronald Reagan endorsing Barry Goldwater and what he said about the difference between America and the Soviets. Those who would trade our freedom for the soup kitchen of the welfare state have told us they have a utopian solution of peace without victory. They call their policy accommodation. And they say if we'll only avoid any direct confrontation with the enemy, he'll forget his evil ways and learn to love us. All who oppose them are indicted as warmongers. They say we offer simple answers to complex problems. Well, perhaps there is a simple answer. Not an easy answer, but simple. If you and I have the courage to tell our elected officials that we want our national policy based on what we know in our hearts is morally right, we cannot buy our security, our freedom from the threat of the bomb by committing an immorality so great as saying to a billion human beings now enslaved behind the Iron Curtain, give up your dreams of freedom because to save our own skins, we're willing to make a deal with your slave masters. Alexander Hamilton said, a nation which can prefer disgrace to danger is prepared for a master and deserves one. Just stunningly clear, accurate, and powerful words from Ronald Reagan. I don't know how we don't play those every day and remind all of those out there that that's what this country is about. You have to fight for freedom. You have to protect freedom. And you can't compromise your own values and morals in order to silence the people who would have us back down to the aggressors. There's a lot going on today. Sean Spicer just resigned. There's talk of pardons. There's talk of firings. We're talking about banning people going to North Korea. My question on that topic, why didn't we do that 10 or 20 or 30 years ago? I know. I need to calm down about that question. Dennis Rodman didn't ruin it for everybody. North Korea should have been off the list a long, long time ago. When we get back, we'll talk disruptions. Uh, and there's a lot going on today. And, and much more from Freedom Fest 10 in Las Vegas. This is Michael Pelka on Pure Pelka. Come on back.
You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. We are uh, live in Las Vegas, Nevada, and we are uh, we're at Freedom Fest 10. Uh, as, as I mentioned, this place is uh, just a, a buzz with freedom and liberty, and you never know who's going to walk into your, your sphere of influence. And I have to tell you that as we were in the news, I looked up, and, and standing across from me, smiling, and I'd be smiling too if yesterday the day was named for me, is the one, the only Steve Forbes. Hello, Mr. Forbes. Welcome to uh, Pure Opelka on the Blaze. Uh, great to be here. Thank you. Uh, and how did it feel yesterday to have Oscar Goldman uh, declare Steve Forbes Day in Las Vegas? Well, Oscar Goodman is a legend in uh, Las Vegas, former mayor for 12 years. His wife is now uh, serving as mayor. Yeah. So the emperor and the empress of uh, Las Vegas <laughs> <laughs> to get a day named after me. And uh, uh the name will stay here, I guess, but uh, it, it's, it's, it's a great honor and a, an extraordinary town. Is that in, in perpetuity that exists so that on every uh, July 19th or July 20th, what is it, July 19th? Yes. Yes. Oh, it's the 20th. Will every July 20th in perpetuity be uh, Steve Forbes Day in Las Vegas? I don't think so, but uh, in my mind it will be. Well, good, good. <laughs> what, what does that get you? Does it get you a, a front of the line at the buffet table here? Gets me a nice proclamation. That's good. That archaeologists years from now will be wondering, who is this man that the uh, capital of the world so honored? Because 10,000 years from now, an archaeologist dig up Las Vegas, they're going to think it was the center of the world. They had the Eiffel Tower here, so they're going to think that France was colonized by Las Vegans. Uh, they have uh, the there's, Statue of Liberty. Yeah, there's all, a New all, York all, section all, here. New York section, so they're going to wonder, who are these people who uh, colonized the world? I, I had never taken it from that angle. but that's See, this is what happens at Freedom Fest. You get different thinkers who give you their approach and their angle on things. And if you have an open mind, if you have a, a flexibility in your philosophies, you can certainly learn many different things. And I think it also increases your personal power. That's just a personal belief. But what does Freedom Fest mean to you, sir? Well, it's uh, people coming together, and we used to call it brainstorming. <laughs> but uh, you know, going back to medieval times, uh, merchants would come from all over Europe to these uh, fairs. Uh, obviously to sell merchandise, but also to get tips on uh, what was happening and uh, what are the things you do and shouldn't do. And so here, too, at uh, Freedom Fest, uh, people come here, hear uh, great presentations, <clears throat> good debates and the like, but also uh, intermingling and uh, talking with uh, serendipitously uh, people of a like mind, and you may come up with ideas to uh, push the cause of liberty more effectively. So this is kind of like, uh, we used to say the golf course was where most business was done. But there's business happening here. Freedom uh, business. Uh, freedom business. And, uh, you know, number of people, including Jefferson, observed uh, liberty requires eternal vigilance. Uh, government is always going to expand if you don't stop it like weeds in a garden. Yeah. So uh, you got to keep on top of it. Pull well, the weeds out and plant the good stuff. We, we love that you are here and, and sharing your wisdom. 
especially as we were talking during the break, Steve Forbes is our guest on Pure Opelka from Freedom Fest, and we were talking during the break about the events of the day, because uh, I, I look at Sean Spicer resigning and Scaramucci stepping in, and I, I asked you the question, and I want to ask it again. Has it ever been this weird in America before? We've never had a situation where each day you wonder what's going to crop up. So yeah. I think you have to look at it as the two parallel universes. Uh, the one that the press loves to cover, call it reality TV, and the other, uh, the real stuff that's going on. For example, this deregulation push, every president gives verbal uh, bow to it, yeah. but this is the first one who's actually taken it seriously. Uh, Congress has already passed 15 separate bills uh, repealing forever regulations uh, from previous years. Uh, stroke of the pen, they've done a lot more. You see the EPA starting to actually pay attention to real science again yeah. and not waging a holy war against energy. Uh, you see Education Department realizing it's supposed to be for education and not pandering to uh, the teachers' unions. And uh, on you go. And uh, the, the Internet, uh, getting it away from 1932-style dial-up technology that Obama imposed, which would ultimately have wrecked the Internet. Uh, now that's being liberated by the new forces at the FCC. Well, I love seeing the, the regulation walls come tumbling down and then setting loose pure capitalism. But I still go back to, uh, you know, but for the corporate tax rate and the way we are oppressing businesses and forcing them offshore with these gigantic tax rates. What, what's keeping us from getting that done? Well, the Republicans, everyone focuses on the White House and Donald Trump. But uh, big villains are the leadership of Congress. Paul Ryan uh, pushing this crazy 20% national sales tax border oh. tax, which would slam working families. Most bizarre thing I've ever seen. And then plus his decision, oh, uh, because we worship the Congressional Budget Office as if uh, they're the Delphic Oracle, which everyone knows is hocus pocus <laughs> anyway, uh, they put health care first, which is very difficult, instead of a good pure tax cut. And uh, so as a result, uh, we'll get a tax cut this year, and I hope these guys recognize, make it retroactive. So you, therefore, if you pass it late in the year, it doesn't matter. Make it retroactive to uh, April 1st or January 1st and uh, move forward. And as for Paul Ryan, you remember a movie back, I think it was in the 70s, early 80s, uh, was called The Body Snatchers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Donald Sutherland at the end, uh, they, they get to him and he turns the camera and starts growling with his bent finger. The body snatchers got <laughs> Paul Ryan. That, you know, that's, <clears throat> I had such high hopes for Paul Ryan. And, well, for and, years he was pretty good, and yeah. then the body snatchers got him. There were pods in the hall. Yes, there were. <laughs> we didn't know it. <laughs> we didn't pay attention. So we pod had, people got them. I can't believe we've had an Oracle of Delphi reference and a Body Snatchers reference in the same five-minute window. Uh, I guess that's what you get. Well, well, it shows the, the paucity of uh, imagination in Washington. Yeah. Uh, at least the Delphic Oracle had a lot of smoke and uh, good stuff. <laughs> the Romans did even better with Vestal Virgins. Maybe they had a bit of Las Vegas genes in them in advance. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but uh, the CBO, this dry stuff that's no more worth than a daily horoscope. Well, and and nobody goes back to the previous history of the CBO projections. And they're said, always wrong. You weren't even close. They're you always wrong. <laughs> but uh, they they pretend to take it seriously. And if the CBO had any ability, they wouldn't be at the CBO. They'd be getting on the Forbes rich list with their fabulous predictions. Perfect, so just ask the next time example. you see a CBO guy, what's the weather next week? 
can't tell you, you know, it's a fraud. Absolutely. I'm, I'm so with it. Uh, his name is Steve Forbes. He comes from a, a, a family legacy of capitalism. You know, I, I, I love the fact that capitalism, is there a gene for capitalism or do you think it's taught? Uh, I think it's imbibed and they have to have the right environment. And uh, one of the things that's happened, uh, we've seen time and time again, people who were once doing great stuff somehow lose the uh, knack yeah. for it. So uh, that's why we've got to keep an open society. So uh, if uh, the oldies uh, get a little uh, set in their ways, you've got the uh, entrepreneurs of any age coming along and uh, making our lives better. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. And we, we've talked on this show about the fact that when the, when the 19th century turned the 20th century, there were reports that everything's already been invented, we don't need anything new, and then we roared into the 20th century. And then it seems like at the end of the 20th century, we felt like, oh, we're comfortable, we've got computers and great cars. And then you have these innovators who disrupt and turn the world on its side. And you have the Elon Musks who's going to bore a hole from New York to D.C. <laughs> and get us there in 29 minutes, even if it never happens. Just thinking about it, get somebody sure. else thinking, well, maybe every, every, we could. Every, every idea is preposterous until it becomes uh, an accepted commonplace. Until somebody does it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and, the reality. Uh, and uh, talking about uh, the 19th century, there's a wonderful story in the 1880s in uh, England discussing telephones. And uh, this guy, Eminence, said uh, telephones would work in America because it's a spread out continental country, so there'd be need for it. But he said in a compact country like England, we don't need phones. We've got all these uh, <laughs> telegraph boys moving around, delivering telegrams several times a day. So we don't. Well, you're going to put them out of business. You're going to lose jobs. Who needs a phone? <laughs> Plus, you had to tip the telephone. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yes, we do. Steve Forbes, you are uh, you are such a, a, a gracious person to stop by and join us today. Well, thank you for having uh, me on. What what is it? Leave us with one one thought for the future. What should be we be paying attention to going forward? If I knew the future, I'd be on our rich list. And uh, <laughs> when you make the list, you've got an advantage. <laughs> but uh, you know, the last two years should make us all humble. But uh, since we're celebrating Forbes' 100th anniversary, just look at what's happened in the last 100 years. Despite yeah. the attacks still going on to this day against free enterprise, capitalism, depressions, world wars, totalitarian regimes of unprecedented murderousness, and 9-11 uh, and everything else that's going on. But look at the huge advances in the standard of living and opportunity in the last 30 years. The number of people around the world living in dire poverty has fallen in half. Now, if you go out and ask people, where is poverty gone and dire poverty gone in the world the last 30 years? They'd say it's doubled. They don't realize every day 150,000 people get out of dire poverty. We need to sell the hope based on the facts of yes. what capitalism and freedom have done. Exactly. It's, it's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that, Steve Forbes. Thank you. Have a great rest of Freedom Fest. And you thank too. you for being thank here. You. And we'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. <clears throat> You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka, live from uh, Las Vegas where I happen to be at Freedom Fest, but I also happen to be carrying with me 
relief factor. I, I don't know if um, I don't know if anyone noticed it, but I have the little packets of relief factor right here on my broadcasting table because I took one at breakfast. I'm going to take another packet of all natural relief factor in uh, just a few minutes. You can hear there's a lot going on here. But let me re remind you, that's the beauty of Relief Factor. First of all, it's all natural anti-inflammatory that has worked for me and for thousands of Blaze audience members. And what it does is reduce the inflammation. And in doing so, it reduces the pain. I stopped taking, I stopped taking those green gel caps that are meant to relieve the pain eight days after I started taking Relief Factor. And it's changed my life. It can change yours if you have chronic pain. Uh, I ran for years. My knees were shot. I was looking at knee replacements. I'm not doing that anymore because I got the three-week quick start pack. I called Relief Factor at 888. No, it's uh, 800. I called Relief Factor at 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. I got the three-week quick start pack, and now I keep them on hand. And it's, uh, like I said, it's all natural, so you don't worry about chemicals. It's fish oil and turmeric and other spices that are working with your body. If you have pain and you want to get your life back, it can work for you. ReliefFactor.com or ReliefFactor, 800-500-8384. Oh, boy. I've got, I've got so much more to get to today, and, and it's uh, just an hour left on the program. Uh, we, are, we are monitoring things as uh, there's going to be absolutely uh, craziness happening around D.C. with the, with the uh, resignation of Sean Spicer. But what, he's sticking around till the, till the end of August or till August? Decent of him. Uh, if I were the president and, and my uh, spokesperson wanted out, I, I think they should have known for weeks now, possibly months, that they were going to have a new spokesperson need. So I would be surprised if they didn't have somebody ready. It also seems like Sarah Huckabee Sa Sanders has been standing in that position now for um, several weeks and seems to be taking that role very seriously. So why wouldn't you just let her ride herd on that for a while while you have a transition going? I wouldn't want somebody in the office who had already said they were leaving. I'm sorry. That's the way I think. The minute you tell me that you're done with me, guess what? I'm done with you. Maybe that's wrong of me. But uh, we'll, we'll see what's next. We will see. As, as Steve Forbes talked, it's, it is uh, nothing like we've ever seen before in, in Washington. Nothing at all like we've ever seen before. Um, I, have to, I have to get to the story about... Um, the woman who was found guilty. We touched on this yesterday. The woman who was found guilty of murdering her husband after the parrot repeatedly said, don't effing shoot, don't effing shoot, uh, although he didn't, he didn't uh, use effing, he used the whole word. So there was a murder. Glenna Durham convicted of first-degree murder in Michigan on Wednesday after her husband, a 46-year-old man, Martin Durham, was found dead. Now, she was accused of shooting the husband five times before turning herself in 
and saying it was a failed suicide attempt in their home. The 10-day trial, with defense lawyers having a list of her medications admitted in the trial in hopes of convincing the jury she was not in her right mind at the time of the shooting. But the, the linchpin in this was when their pet parrot named Bud was the only witness to the murder. Bud repeatedly said, don't mm-hmm. shoot, don't mm-hmm. in the voice of the dead man. I'm sorry, but uh, are we really going to allow birds to testify? I guess it's as good as Alexa. Don't worry about technology. Worried about your pets turning you in. We'll be right back after the break. Come on back. Pure Opelka with Michael Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.